0: A phrase I like to use, and um, it is ride your own ride, run your own race. Just do whatever works for you. One of the best things about Peloton, beyond the community itself, is that it really can meet you wherever you are. I mean, we just talked about the leaderboard alone. Depending on, you take 10 people who are Peloton riders or riders, and they ask them about the leaderboard, you might get 10 different answers. Some use it for competitiveness. No problem. Some use it to just track where they are compared to others. No problem. Some, like what I do, I high five all the people I know at the beginning of the ride, then I hide it because I just want to say, hey, good seeing you. Or maybe you want to motivate people or, you know, you can use whatever you want. And there's really no wrong or right answer to that. It's the same thing. It really doesn't matter how fast or slow you are. It doesn't matter how strong or not. The thing is you're moving. So if anything, I would encourage someone to remember that it frankly doesn't matter. What you are doing compared to others, unless you decide that it matters.
1: It's more than just your output, more than a
2: Welcome to the Clipout Podcast, episode 220. This is Crystal O'Keefe.
3: And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. So, you know, I was thinking we should talk about... uh, So a while back, we talked about Apple TV. We did. And some people were raving about it. Yeah. And the point we were making at the time wasn't about the quality of the content. It was just about we didn't feel like they had a breakout show yet.
2: That they were, like, known for.
3: Right. Like, you know, like, you know, Netflix kind of broke out with... Uh, House of Cards, mm-hmm. and then and then Orange is the New Black, and then it kind of snowballed, and they have lots of stuff. Stranger right. Things, and you know, and then Hulu had, I think Handsmaid Handmaid's Tale was like kind of their big breakout thing, and they kind of didn't have theirs yet, and so and people started pointing out Ted Lasso, which we have now watched, and yeah. it is delightful. It is and delightful. I, I do feel like that's breaking out for them.
2: I, I think it is. I, I hear a yeah. lot of people mention it, so it's not. I don't know that it's to the level. Of Handmaid's Tale, because I yeah, felt it, like that became like a household name there for a while. Yeah,
3: although Ted Lasso got a crap ton of Emmy nominations. Yeah, so, that's true. So, Maybe
2: by this time, like six months from now. Yeah, you know,
3: like, especially if we can win a few, like then that'll kind of catap- get it over the top. I yeah. mean, I definitely think it's like probably their most popular show right now would be my guess. But,
2: that's probably true.
3: But uh, Schmigadoon.
2: I know you love the Schmigadown. <laughs> I love the That's like your favorite. It is.
3: That's so good. It's like this This couple uh, goes on a couple's retreat because they're struggling and, and relationship-wise and end up in a, in a town that uh, is a giant musical, like old school Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. And so there's musical numbers. They break into musical numbers, and they're just mystified, like, what the holy hell is happening. <laughs> and it's really funny. Like, if you love musicals, it's fun. And if you don't love musicals, it still works because they're... They're making fun of musicals but lovingly And so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really good show
2: And you know what I enjoy Musicals when I watch them but I don't have the love For them that you do yeah. and it's still Very enjoyable I, I mean, have to you'd...
3: pause And be like okay so that, that's from music Man <laughs> but and, but I'm
2: just saying yeah. that you Don't need that background no, to you don't. watch It that was my point that I was trying absolutely. To make
3: absolutely <laughs> I just can't shut up <laughs> In case people haven't noticed
2: I think they might have no- yeah. noticed that yeah
3: So uh, I guess I will shut up so you can tell People what's coming up on the show that this week.
2: Well, uh, we're going to hear about your most recent experience with Tonal.
3: <laughs> I had a bit of a meltdown. A
2: little bit. Um, And not because it was Tonal's fault. No, I to be because very I suck clear at about things. that. <laughs> um, But you don't. And that was the whole point. Anyway, and then we have John Mills joining us. And we're going to talk about some interesting news from Peloton. And also some interesting news. Just kind of our thoughts about this new body beach thing. Thing. Yeah um, And then uh, we have MetPro dropping by And uh, Angelo is going to talk to us about fueling up for endurance And then we have tons of Peloton news to discuss Especially with instructors
3: Awesome Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart Tune in wherever you find a podcast You can find us while you're there Be sure And follow us so you never miss an episode. Also, if you would be so kind, maybe leave a review so people coming along after you know we're worth checking out. That helps us a lot. We have a new review. Ooh. This is from Savannah KR. Or Savannah HKR, if she doesn't spell Savannah. Oh. With an H. Very good point. But there's an H in her middle name. I don't know. But... uh, So short, sweet, to the point, wonderful podcast Love this one, such fun To hear crystals laugh, so thank you Thank you And also, you know, something else you could do that that helps us out Doesn't cost you a dime Is uh, share an episode on uh, on your social media platform Whether it's Instagram or whatever When you see us post our audiograms Or little picture links uh, Share it with your folks Because if you love Peloton, your friends and or family You probably got some people out there that do as well Maybe they haven't checked us out um, you can also find us on Facebook Facebook.com slash The Clip Out While you're there, like the page, join the group Sign up for the newsletter at TheClipOut.com And don't forget our YouTube channel YouTube.com slash The Clip Where if you don't want to listen And you want to watch, you're going to look at us Say all the things that you normally hear Fall into your ear holes So <laughs> uh, that's all that Let's uh, Let's dig in, shall we?
2: We shall Run, lift, and live With John Mills
3: so uh, joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills from Run, Lift, and Love. Hey, John, how's it going? Doing great.
4: How's <laughs> it going?
2: Awesome. <laughs> Love that energy you bring every week. Every week. <laughs> every man. week.
4: Grandpa Shark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shark going on, everything.
3: <laughs> right. So uh, I guess let's just jump right into it. So we had uh, a little birdie. Yeah. Talk to us about Peloton's doing some internal restructuring
2: yeah so this is interesting so i guess this is effective today and they talked about that their their objective for doing this was that they they heard from the employees that they needed to have clearer guidance on prioritizing initiatives aligned to strategic objectives and a desire for more streamlined decision-making process that allows us to meet that those goals so now we have over products we have tom cortese who's a co-founder and chief product officer And then for content, we have Jen Cotter, who is over chief. uh, She is the chief content officer. And then demand management and growth is going to be headed up by Kevin Cornelius, who is also the chief commercial officer. Now, that's different because he was over like international growth. So that's that's of note. And then we have uh, core operations and enterprise technology, which is going to be headed up by Mariana Garavala, and she is the Chief Operating Officer. First time I've heard her name, so that's of note. Uh, She's going to be handling, also of note, (laughs) the Final Mile Delivery Member Support, Ops Planning and Middle Mile and Enterprise Technology. So, that's ginormous. And then we have Business Performance and Emerging Business and that's going to be Businesses. I just want to clarify that. Businesses, so that's interesting, right? Uh, That's going to be headed up by Brad Olson, who's the chief business officer. And then we have strategy and mergers and acquisition. And that's going to be headed up by Dion Camp Sanders, who's the chief strategy officer. Also interesting. I don't feel like I've heard that name before either. So, John, thoughts? Oh, wait, I forgot to mention... One more thing. Uh, two more things, actually. Uh Hisao Kushi is taking on a new role as chief legal and culture officer. So he is going to have oversight of legal people. I don't know what DEI is and government affairs and compliance team. So he used to be chief legal and that was kind of it. So that's a much expanded role. And then Jill Woodworth is going to continue to see be a chief financial officer, but she's going to add real estate and workplace services to her role. Okay. Go, John. I'm curious what your thoughts are.
4: <laughs> Long as Jill Woodworth on it. She's awesome. I, I know. But anyways, D- just I real quick. Thought- DEI
3: is diversity, equity and inclusion.
2: Oh, duh. OK, that makes sense. Sorry.
4: So, yeah, my initial thought was. Oh, wait, wait a minute. This was based on internal kind of feedback. Yeah. Around uh, guidance around prioritization and decision making, like streamlined decision making. So it made me think, well. Does that kind of align to they're a newer company and they've grown real fast and we've kind of kind of see them trying to manage to this growth? Does it kind of align to what we see externally and they, they just kind of hear that internally? That would you know, that's what I initially thought. But then I started thinking, oh, wait a minute. I mean, big companies reorganize all, all the, the time. time. All, the, <laughs> time. <Yeah>. all <laughs> the time. And honestly, it can be both.
3: Right. Mm-hmm, like, I right. mean, they're, they're just trying to stay agile so they can right. address issues which you know? which we right.
2: want i mean we, we definitely want that but but also to me it like it says they're poised they're getting poised for even bigger growth like there's right. to me this says we're on the precipice of really big things coming yet yeah. again right let's get right. ready and
3: they're trying to get out in front of right. it mm-hmm. in in a good right. way yeah
4: and they're restructuring around areas that make sense to us, last mile and, and uh, new business, emerging businesses. I mean, it just all kind of aligned. I guess. Is this sense. the first time we've seen pre referred to as Peloton commercial? No, no, I think I've heard that before. Okay. Um, I think I've heard William Lynch kind of reference them as a Peloton commercial. You know what I did find? Well, I don't know if it was interesting. I just kind of giggled when I noticed that the chief legal officer is also the chief culture officer. Like it just feels like the lawyer trying to make sure that you're happy and feeling fulfilled in your job. Something about that just seems off. Something's off. I guess I, I figure like, that like there's like jokes in there somewhere. I feel like the,
3: the, the thought process is probably <laughs> if you screw up the DEI stuff, you're going to get sued anyway. So He <laughs> might as well be ready. This guy knows where all the, the landmines are to be like, no, 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 we <laughs> but, can't do that. But
2: like, in all fairness, let's not forget that, you know, his, his sow has his own cultural differences. And I feel like that might make him uniquely qualified to be Open to hearing, sure. you know, diverse opinions and hearing like different ways of doing things. So, so like, I also don't want to shortchange him that. No, but I hear your all. giggles. I hear the. No, no I, I know it makes sense. I mean,
4: the, the legal guy, he's supposed to be the critical thinker and everything, and it makes sense. And <laughs> it makes it makes sense. It just it felt like there should be like a hundred jokes in there somewhere.
2: <laughs> no, I mean that's anyway. fair too.
3: <laughs> so, should we read anything into the fact that this kind of all is getting put in place before the next? earnings report
2: i think that's i think yes you <laughs> oh oh john's thinking mm, i hadn't is,
4: really put that together what i'm here for yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i would assume that yeah, we're going to hear about that, of course. Yeah. And we'll probably hear, hear deeper details around their their positioning as to why there was this restructuring, I would assume. I and
2: also did some. Oh, go ahead, Tom.
3: I was going to say, I think we should also point out in the middle of all this internal restructuring, it doesn't look like anybody left.
2: No. In yeah. fact, in fact, uh, not only did nobody leave, because that's what I was going to build on, I did a little informal polling. And from what I understand, everyone is optimistic about this. Like this is this is coming across as like, oh, I'm curious to see where this goes. You know, it's they're open. Right. Minded they're happy about it so I thought that was it's,
3: it's not coming from a position of crisis management no. it's more just like oh let's you know I hate to say it's hard to say streamline in this Russian novel of an email that was in front of us but <laughs> but, but but still like a, a way to like make the company work better
2: yeah right Right. so I guess we'll be hearing about that on the earnings call they're gonna be like yeah. we restructured we're more efficient I feel like there's going right. to be some talk about that.
4: Right. <laughs> I would say, and I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be something more aligned to the fact that.
2: They well, you can't help but wonder if this has to do with like new products dropping soon.
3: Exactly. Perhaps. Yeah, we'll and see. new
2: countries being added on. I mean, that's where my brain goes, yeah. but we shall see.
3: So right. um, uh, moving along, we've seen lots of stuff from Beachbody this week, which is just called. Am I
4: supposed to pronounce it body? 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 <laughs> Like, well, what's, what's funny about that is, you know, I've been kind of watching their their beta and some of their their classes and they had an instructor yesterday who who came in on her Instagram doing her live. And she was like, yeah, welcome to Booty Live. So then I started thinking, I don't Wait, think did they just hired <laughs> <laughs> up. They just hired that person this morning. I haven't told her that it's not it's not booty. and and she's
2: gone by the afternoon
3: (laughs) we still get shit for mispronouncing peloton from four four years years ago people still
2: give us shit about that
3: (laughs) this lady's never gonna live it down except on the upside i don't know how many people are paying attention to him
2: yeah, well, you know what? Right. Uh, that's that's an interesting point because because John posted, you've posted a bunch of stuff about this this week. So let's start with your thoughts <laughs> on on their Instagram because it grew an interesting amount at the same time that Peloton grew that same amount. That really stood out to me.
4: Well, you know, Peloton is—I mean, on Instagram, it's—I mean, they're constantly. Growing larger than th- their competitors, and you know we kind of monitor that. And it just so happened in the past two weeks that Body, not Booty, Body Interactive has gained fourteen thousand followers in that same two weeks. So did Peloton, and then below that you've got you know Tonal and Not Bowflex, who also gained somewhere around four thousand. And then you got the people coming up, pulling up the rear. You got the soul cycles and the echelons who gained like 400. Right? <laughs> it was like but, echelon was like
2: 100. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but yeah, the fact that, you know, Body Interactive, you know, picked up so many into a short time frame. so that what I posed in my group was, is this just because a new thing and people are like, what is that? Or they're still in beta. So is this like a reflection of something that might actually be a lot of growth In their social kind of following I mean they're hitting Social hard so, so that, I, that was I the question I have
3: a couple theories about that actually First off you can buy them Like so you know <laughs> Like you know you don't know <laughs>
2: We certainly know some people that use Do that yes, so not you, that you, I'm calling Anybody out I'm just them. saying But, uh, but I will <laughs> <So>, say <really, laughs>
3: I, uh, I, I logged into Instagram once I reset my password And uh, <laughs> and just and I scrolled through who's following them. And at first glance, I didn't do a major drill down. I didn't see right. a lot of profiles without pictures or anything. And that's typically a right. sign of bots. And so I didn't see anything okay. that seemed glaringly obvious as spots. But I will say right. that they seem to have multiple Instagram accounts. Beachbody does. There's one for right. Beachbody itself. And then there's one for like Beachbody performance. And right. and uh, which I guess is the more selling you shakes and and stuff. Right and so the beach body one has i think over a million and the other one i right. think had a few hundred thousand so and the the body one is currently at i think around 28,000 so that's right so they can uh those numbers could really just be a circumstance of their bigger platform saying hey here's go this other here. thing go over here cuz they have Ooh. tagged the other channel in some of their posts and the those other other channels you know so, yeah, absolutely
4: that makes a lot of sense I hadn't thought of that scenario But yeah. you're right It could just be them Kind of bringing the Like same funneling people, the, kind of, So now somebody Follows organic. them In
3: three different platforms right. Or three different Instagram accounts It's not necessarily Indicative Of a groundswell Of support It could be It could be but, Right But my first thought Is the people That are already Following Beachbody Went oh There's another one For the classes Okay I'll follow that
2: But I But I That's, also think yeah. All of the instructors Are hitting it hard yeah. You know So yeah. you, you might be Having instructors that they might have followed in the past that now they're like, oh, go follow here or go follow here. And they're doing that. So I, I don't know. Right. But I think, I mean, that doesn't mean that that won't continue to, you know, take off. But right now they're just on such a marketing push in their beta. I don't know if it, I don't know if it means anything. It, it's right. It's interesting.
4: Um, yeah, and, uh, it, that's a good point. It's something to think about now because I have the same scenario happening with Apple and Fitness Plus or with iFit and Nordic Track. Cause I, I track all of those separately, right? Um, but I hadn't thought that they may just be like, you know, the same people from, you know, but you could be, yeah, could be their setup is cool.
3: Like that's a neat looking setup, I guess. Their, their it it their it's, studio. It
2: is not a bad setup, but <laughs> okay, but but but
3: or should we but. say booty?
4: <laughs> that booty? Booty interactive. Yeah, <laughs> Ow.
3: that's why they got fifteen thousand extra subscribers this week. Wait, they got that booty. That was an
4: intentional slip of the tongue. <laughs> they got booty They're over like, go there. I will that follow say that. Booty. Say booty on
2: accident. <laughs> But, you know last week where one of the things you posted was like the first kind of like time they had all the giant squares behind them and they were doing <laughs> yeah. a class and then like all of a sudden they were like Tammy and then they bring <laughs> Tammy onto this large screen larger than life literally right. and they're like right, Tammy right. fix your form and then, right, right. like don't don't put your knees there put your knees over your toes Tammy and I was right. just like oh Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> like, Tammy is, like, full body jumping. She was, like, doing, like, big moves, you know, jump squats. Tammy was into it. She that's was right. really into it. She was doing jump squats. And, like, right. she got called out. Yeah. Like, and which is ironic. On big screen. Because, yeah.
3: like, that's what, when Peloton first started, people were thinking scared scared Peloton was going to be. Yeah. And so, right. like. Because it's so easy to go down that road. And I mean, now the people on that screen, they signed up to be on that. They screen. did. They did. It's right. not like they're just grabbing people at random and, and chastising them on the Internet. But, no. But, um, right. but, 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 that, I,
2: but I just kind of wondered if they knew that that was going to happen. You yeah, know, like, did, did they sign up to be called out? Because I think they just right. signed up to be on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they well, really knew that.
4: I, yeah. I think that when they advertised it, they actually said it. But I can I understand you may not have known what that really meant or right. felt like.
2: You kind of but- <laughs> thought, oh, hi, Tammy's daughter. You know, you didn't know he was going to be like, Tammy, get your shit together. Right. You know, like <laughs> well, they,
4: they, they, said, <laughs> they said in their advertising that they were, you know, they were going to be interactive and then they could help you with form correction. They did. But that's not. Form correction sounds all nice right. until somebody says, hey, John, you know, you could go a little deeper in that squat. I
2: mean, <laughs> that as, happens, as you're squatting <laughs> in front of everybody on yeah. a as massive screen. to squat,
4: <laughs> holding in the gas that's trying to come out, and then they say, you know, You can go down a little. (laughs) That is a different thing.
2: It is a different thing. You know, and another thing is, is that you're on the bike when you're on Peloton. So you're kind of hidden a little bit. You know, you're behind the tablet. Even those small tablets, you were hidden a little. You know, uh, poor Tammy. She was just out there jumping in the middle of her living room. There was nothing to hide behind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's
4: why this whole thing has just been fascinating. I've had to stop really posting as much about it because I was so fascinated by it. I kept posting. I was to post like, Four posts in like two days, <laughs> but um, <laughs> because the whole thing's fascinating. Not only like what they're doing with the screens, but I was learning things every day. Like the first day, they had like the little hopscotch yeah, thing on the ground. Yeah, that was pretty I cool. Was, I thought it was tape, and then I find out the next day that ain't tape. It's like a dis- the floor is a display, so they keep changing what's on the floor. And so, yeah, you know, I- I'm just learning things, and then then. They had like uh, the first day they showed all these folks in the in the you know the Hollywood Squares, and then the next day on their Instagram they're going, wait a minute, if you guys sign up, make sure you show up because if you don't show up, yeah. then you know we you don't F- know the what to do. With the square. They were scolding we F-D people F-D for squares. not. yeah Yeah. so
2: but i mean you know and and it's beta so we got to give them a little grace on that you know but but like that's kind of the point people don't really get what they're signing up for like you can't just not show up to an empty you You can't make an empty room but you
3: would think there'd be some sort of a queue like a wait like oh they would or, or just like there if there's you know, 40 different images on it, just grab the one from the upper left corner and put them in where the blank one is. Nobody's gonna notice. Like, yeah. nobody's, right, right. you know. And
2: these are things they'll probably figure out yeah, for right. beta right. <laughs> after beta's over. They'll be right. like, well, we gotta redo that. Now, I right. will say, I have mixed feelings about the flames. Like, on the one hand, <laughs> it's a little too game show for me. On the other right. hand, it does add a certain energy
4: to it. It does. Right. Well, see, so that's, that's the thing. So that, and that's the why, reason, like keep posting about this, because th- people are divided on this. Oh, right? I know. <laughs> you got you got one side, and the folks are going, "There ain't no way in hell you getting me to sign up to be on some screen when I just got out with crust in my eyes, right, yeah, you know, right. wearing pajamas trying to work out." <laughs> and then right, and then you got the other side, and folks are going, "That." that's kind of innovative. That's kind of cool. And so I've been trying to like, you know, bring these two groups to a consensus, which of course is never going to work, but it's fun. No. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, yeah, but I think there's, there's an element of innovation to those two things. The fact that everything's a screen, including the floor. Yeah. And the idea that you kind of replicated the Peloton studio experience in a, a COVID kind of world where, they're kind of there i guess the person watching it is seeing all these people on these screens behind the instructor kind of like we used to and we would see studio classes although it's more like a zoom thing right like so i thought there was like some type of innovation to those two things now whether or not people like adapt and adopt and use it like i don't know
2: but yeah i don't know i don't know how gimmicky it is versus truly sticky you know i think right
3: and what do you do when you don't have enough people sign up to fill up that wall yeah like, I don't, I more don't know how really, um, More flames more flames. <laughs> more flames. The
2: flames. get higher. <laughs> it's
3: just B-roll of people on bikes.
2: They just They're yell like, at Tammy every two just, seconds. I just think
3: that's footage from American Flyer. Is
2: that breaking
3: away? Come on. That's Pee Wee Herman. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding anybody. We
4: got an empty square. Where's Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's never coming back. Yeah. She definitely like, ain't at there the no more.
3: Tammy's gone. <laughs> Just it. Put up that footage of Tammy in a fetal position. <laughs> That'll. That'll work. <laughs> Poor Tammy. Uh, Was that really that lady's name? Yes. Please tell me it's not. It oh is my her goodness. name. I'm sorry. Well, at least not have to worry about her listening.
2: And I don't know her last name. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I said her city, state zip
4: code.
3: Here's Tammy's social security number. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for uh, joining us, John. Until next week, where can people find you?
4: Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Run, Lift, and Live page, and my Run, Lift, and Live group. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you.
3: Cool. Clip out. So if you're looking to up your game with your strength... Workouts man you really need to look Into a tonal
2: yeah tonal Is (laughs) incredible Um, I Feel like Tom your favorite thing About it is that you don't have To think I I feel like we've said that a couple of Times don't
3: think at all
2: but It's so true I mean it's just you walk Up to the machine and you start doing your workout And you don't need to record or memorize Anything so you've got All these coach led workouts but You know, Tonal keeps adding new things on, you know, they've added Pilates, they've added bars, they've added so many things, and they're getting more creative. Every time I turn around, there's so much dropping like this week, there's this great new class that I can't wait to try that it's all about hip mobility. It's like we get so much information. And it's like, this is how you can move your hips in a better way. Such a simple thing, but so needed, especially when you run a lot and you bike a lot.
3: And it's all digital weights, and it's capable of lifting up to 200 pounds, because I know a lot of people are skeptical, but it can do quite a bit of weight.
2: You know, uh, a listener just said the other day, they'd just gotten their tonal, and they said to me, they typically do a bicep curl of 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. And they could not do more than nine pounds on Tonal Whoa. because of the way it keeps the resistance on through the entire curl. Yeah. So huge difference. Uh, it's a smart at home gym that is going to replace every machine in the weight room. And it has personal training programs built right in.
3: Try Tonal for 30 days risk free. Visit www.tonal.com for $100 off smart accessories when you use promo code the clip out at checkout.
2: That's www.tonal.com. Promo code the clip out.
3: Tonal, be your strongest.
5: Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen.
3: So joining us once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She also has a long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, and she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello.
2: Hi. Hey. Hey. So, um, this is kind of a selfish question because I live with Tom. And, um, so today Tom was doing a tonal workout and, uh, he was struggling. It was
3: not going well.
2: He was struggling um, and he yeah. was struggling because, uh, first of all, he had some issues getting like getting logged in because it was not it was connectivity
3: on. issues. Yeah. And yeah. so that was yes. frustrating. So me. he Just, starts off. He's yeah. already
2: crabby. Right. Just out of the gate. Yes. And then yeah. uh, he starts this program. He's been working on this program and it has a move in it called a front squat. And when you
3: when, basically have to impale yourself <laughs> in the throat with a barbell <laughs> and uh, and lift it yeah. using only uh, your Adam's apple.
2: So I tell you all of that (laughs) to get to my actual question, which is... When he's like so super Angry I was really mad is, I okay, cannot, I'll just let him do I it I
3: cannot do this move like <laughs> yes. where it's telling you To put the bar like I don't Have that part of my body because My neck is there <laughs> and so I'm like and so I get Very frustrated in case you can't Tell yeah and then and then okay. she's like We'll just go to the next move and I'm like you don't understand This workout has you do Like nine sets of these fucking Things <laughs> so I'm yeah. like if I skip It I'm skipping yeah. like 80% of the workout and finally I was like fuck this I quit and I turned yeah. it off and went upstairs. And
2: the the real question I had was that it's like it was clearly triggering those old thoughts of like he can't do this, he's not good enough, etc. and sure. I tried to help but I was not helping. So yeah. I don't know what to do in that case <laughs> because yeah. I don't want to see him go away from it. it's been it has so many health benefits. So yes. help <laughs> well a few
5: things. First of all, Anytime we see our partner get to that state of mind, what we want to do there, there's something, there's a a brilliant man named Phil Stutz who wrote a book called The Tools, who is, and he wrote it with Barry Michaels, two really brilliant therapists. And he created this idea of what we call part X. And there's not a lot out about that. So I'm going to explain to you. part X is that primitive part of ourselves that has those kind of reactions. Everybody's part X looks a little different, but you can almost, you can taste it. You can smell it. You can feel it when it's in the room with your partner. When our partner is is acting in a way that is, feels a little over overboard, given the circumstances, it doesn't align with kind of what's going on. There are kind of I hate I don't want to even want to call it an overreaction because it's very real for the person in the moment, but where it seems out of proportion to what's happening, where the person is unable to listen to you and have a um, productive conversation. And in those moments, first of all, as the partner, you have to abandon all hope of having a rational conversation. And you have to also abandon all hope of fixing it. And a lot of the time in our relationships, we tend to, instead of being like, well, tell me about how you're feeling, let me fix it. Well, why don't you don't do this part of the exercise, do that part of the exercise, move on to this, do that. And it probably just annoyed him in the moment because he was in a primitive state. He was very frustrated. And Tom has to learn how to handle his, you know, like we kind of say the kids, but we adults have it too, like his big feelings about what was happening. (laughs) And, 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 to kind of work through and be able to afterwards kind of evaluate and say, okay, what triggered me? What is it about me and my history that got triggered? And was it that stuff that you named, or maybe it was something totally different for him? Or, you know, maybe he just got annoyed and frustrated. And then to kind of be able to say to himself, okay, How do I set myself up to succeed and not have that experience again? Is there anything I need to do with my login? Do I need to change my login? Do I need to remember and put a note up about, oh, press the reset button when this happens? Do I need to change my workout regimen and skip to a different tonal program than the one that I'm doing? So to really kind of evaluate, like if there are that many exercises that are difficult for you and not difficult in a I'm challenging myself and this is really hard, but like, Hey, this does not fit on my neck. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a little different than like, Oh, this is too heavy or that part of my body's not strong, but like this is hurting my Adam's apple. Like that doesn't make for a good workout. You want to evaluate, is there a better program for me and tonal that I can switch over to and no shame in that.
3: And I guess I just get frustrated because it's like it's one day of this program and I want to do the rest of the program. But like when I hit that move and like I said, I mean, they're the ones that are always saying, don't forget to breathe. And I'm like, well, then stop putting a bar on my throat, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. we're gonna look at some of the the tools that Tonal has as far as like form and five and things like they have like some in depth videos where they go into to things like that and uh, I think there might be some modifications that he can do to make it more comfortable but but you're right I just want to fix it in that moment so I just need to let him be mad well, I even said at one point you did. I
3: was like I I just like I'm not mad at you I'm mad but I'm not mad at you I'm like just like. Like, yeah. le- let me be for a second.
5: Yeah, give him the space. Yeah. Okay. Turn up the volume on your earbuds or, you know, leave the room if you're done with your workout, but give him the space. And I think that we tend to have a hard time when we see someone that we love being angry, being frustrated, being annoyed, but let him have it. Let, okay. let him have that space to feel those feelings and move through it. He'll probably move through it faster if you don't try to fix it. Good advice.
2: Okay. All right. We're both fixers. We are both. We fixers. Both str- struggle with that.
5: <laughs> uh, we, I think I think most of us do, especially yeah. anyone who's a little type A. <laughs> but, you know, we, we it, it, and when we love our partner, we don't want to see them struggle or be frustrated or be upset. And sometimes we need to let them and just be there when they're ready. OK.
3: And that's what I was trying to say in the moment. I was like trying to give you permission. Like it's it, like it's OK to leave me alone. Like I there, you're yeah. not going to solve this There's not like you had tried And like there is not a way In that moment for me to do that move And so yeah. I'm just going to go away Now and eat worms
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay I'll,
3: if you Need me I'll be upstairs pouting
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets a good that's pout. About I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah I certainly have my pout Days that's for sure <laughs> Well, well, thank you. Yes, well, thank you so much
3: for that very personalized. I feel. Like. Is there a copay? Do we pay? It? Is that on the yeah, way out? Don't worry about it. Okay. It's
5: awesome. <laughs>
3: well, uh, I guess we can we can take it out and trade. Until next time, where can people find you? We'll try and drive some traffic can away.
5: Find me on- On social media at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on Man. I'm most active on Instagram, and they can find me in Style Magazine uh, on their website. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen.
2: Awesome. Awesome, thank you.
5: Peloton in the news.
3: So Peloton broke ground on their first U.S. factory this week.
2: Yeah, it is a pretty big deal, and uh, it takes place, or it is it is going to be placed in Ohio. Um, I believe it's literally called Lucky, Ohio.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: But it's spelled, there's like an extra E in there. Gotcha. Uh, so it's going to have, sit on more than 200 acres. They're going to have manufacturing, and they'll also have office and amenity space. They are going to be building uh, bikes and treads and who knows what else? Uh, but one of the cool things that happened was several leadership members of Peloton came. Uh, so there was John Foley. There was William Lynch. And then I saw that JV Nava was there. And also they had some instructors. So Day was there. Yeah. Chelsea Jackson Roberts was there. And there were a few, very few Hand-selected members that got invited to this. Nice. I think it was something like 10. Yeah. Like like 10 people who were home writers. So episode number nine, Brian Albright was there. I saw that. And uh, one of the things that really I thought was a very cool, you know, it just shows that Peloton is so... Thoughtful about how they do things And their events Which is one of the reasons That people have such fun At Homecoming I hope we get to go back to that But they made sure That each home rider That did come And again it was a very small amount Right To have a, a shovel And hard hat from the event And uh, this image That you're seeing on here uh, Is from Brian Albright Who had the foresight To get it signed By <laughs> John Foley And Toon Day And Chelsea Jackson Robert And it said head- It says Peloton Output Park Groundbreaking August 9th, 2021. How freaking cool is that?
3: And then he also had uh, a Peloton hard hat. Yeah,
2: I just (laughs) love that. I just think that's awesome. That's pretty spiffy. Uh, We had another listener, uh, Ashley. I think it was Ashley that was there and uh, she got some phenomenal pictures as well. I did not share those, but um, it sounds like everybody had a really great time and uh, the governor of Ohio was there as well to celebrate the groundbreaking. They're going to have a thousand new jobs with this thing.
3: Wow. And that that's also just a great company to bring into your state, right? Yep. Like that's, I mean, it's new, it's hip, it's, uh, you know, and it, deep pockets. That's what you want, man. It is. That's what it you is. want. Good job, Ohio.
2: Definitely. You won't find that here in St. Louis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I believe we're getting a pop-up echelon boutique. <laughs> that's what we're getting. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of Peloton expansions yeah they uh they are also uh opening a call center in tempe arizona
2: yeah and and there they're going to hire 350 workers most of which will be like member services but they're also mm-hmm. going to have management and other jobs i can't think of the word <laughs> <It's> <laughs> other roles other roles yes yeah. uh, so there's going to be a variety of things there but This is another thing that's very exciting Uh, from what I was reading in this article from Arizona Central. Tempe is very excited about this as well. As well, they should be. Absolutely.
3: And, you know, uh, we talked a while back about that ProPublica article about the call center that so many companies uh, farm out work to. And it's interesting to see them. You know, my guess is they're probably still using it in some capacity, but it looks like they're trying to maybe move away from that.
2: Well, I also thought it was interesting that they I know they have like a whole call center in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting. They chose to put another one in Arizona. I can't help but wonder if their goal is to have one in each time zone uh, in the United States. Yeah, Uh, because because they're. Building out in different areas, you yeah. know, that went to a different time zone. So, I, I don't know if that's their plan. That could very well be interesting.
3: But it's and it's also interesting to see. I mean, you know, the easy choice for so many companies is they build their call centers in India and and theirs staying in America. Yep. So, Business Insider writes this week about how Peloton is leading the revolution in smart home gems That's breaking news.
2: I mean, I know it's not really a hot take, (laughs) but there were some interesting little nuggets in here uh, about really about how many people were going to be going back to the gym versus not. So, you know, is it going to be the age old question, right? Everyone's going to go back to the gym. No, everyone's going to stay at home. And or as this article kind of comes up with, no, it's going to be a hybrid model. Sure. Also, another uh, little factoid that, seemed to surprise some people was that peloton in this article it, it quotes peloton is saying that they have uh 40 percent of their members have a gym membership now I wasn't I wasn't really surprised at that because how many people are just digital members of peloton at this point
3: sure that's that's a very valid point and so they're using that well, digital membership when they're at a gym
2: and let's not forget that there's a lot of people who are do are triathletes and so they need a pool and they may not have one at home and yeah. like you can. So there's multiple reasons to want a gym. Also, some people just like going to the gym uh, and lifting weights and things like that. So I suspect that that doesn't mean that those people who have those memberships go every week um, and as often or as work out as often right. at the gym as they do their Peloton. That would be an interesting study.
3: And probably half of those people can't get out of a gym membership because they didn't. <laughs>
2: I can't quit the gym. I
3: I, I missed my six hour window (laughs) to quit the gym. But uh, I guess some people are because Washington Newsday has an article about how consumers are turning to apps for their workouts. And they say that approximately 9000 gyms in the United States have closed.
2: Yeah, that was pretty shocking to me to see see it in print like that. 9000. 9,000. I mean, that's just an astronomical number.
3: Yeah. That's uh, quite a sea change for an industry.
2: It really is. Um, And, and I think that, that, you know, that's probably one of the reasons that you're seeing article after article kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen. Because I don't think, as you you and I have said this a million times, like we're not going to see gems go away yeah. altogether. But I do think we're going to see less.
3: Yeah. This says that 9,000 count is 22% of all gems in the country. Wow. Like that's. That's. That's a ton. Yeah. The Today Show had an interesting feature about how kids are turning to meditation to manage their anxiety, and Peloton plays a pretty significant role in that.
2: Yeah, it absolutely does. And, uh, and Chelsea Jackson-Roberts was mentioned in this article as being somebody that that people really enjoy listening to. And, you know, if you remember from our interview with her, she talked about how, like, as a person who was an educator, or I guess she wasn't an educator, but she, she had, like, this Kind of passion as she was learning to figure out, like, how can I take what I'm learning and figure out a way to apply that to kids? And then she has that program that she did with it was like all about kids and getting them involved in it. So I think that this I think that her dream of doing that has kind of been broadened on this platform because parents are too I mean, i've suggested this to to brian about totally, about yeah. anxiety and and just like taking a minute to like think about where you are because he he has a little trouble like being in the moment <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> one way to put it <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be nice yeah. uh and uh and so i've suggested it to him i'm sure i am not the only parent well that i suggested mean that
3: if you think about it if you're like oh meditation works for me i i should see i should, especially when kids you know people don't want to just Medicine down their kids throat right? And so let's try this first and oh By the way I already have a Peloton Membership it's great it's it's kind Of a no-brainer and it's also fascinating In terms of what it means Potentially for Peloton long term That like you have you have The next generation kind of already Getting baked into The Peloton ecosystem
2: they're in line Man
3: to where yeah when when They're ready to make their own choices they're gonna Be like well this is the platform I already know because my mom had me doing
2: it exactly
3: man there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses
2: day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping.
3: So joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer your fitness and nutrition questions. Hey, how's it going?
1: Hey, it's great. Good to see you guys again.
2: <laughs> Good Likewise. to see you, too. Uh, another another great question from our Clipout community. This one comes from Sherry Cantor. She's looking for the best ro- recommendation. She's doing lots and lots of endurance miles, and she needs to know how to fuel up appropriately.
1: Okay. So I am going to presume that Sherry is, her primary goal is performance.
2: I would assume Um, that as well.
1: That being the case, then there's a few different dynamics here, of course, without having the whole backstory, I'm going to have to kind of fill in some gaps, but I'm going to presume that we want to perform the best that we can at your current body weight. So what you're going to want to do is generally speaking, The more quality fuel you can push through your body to recover, the better you're going to perform and the threshold is up to the point that you start actually gaining weight. If you were gaining weight or putting on any body fat, then you know that that's your threshold. We're going in the wrong direction. It's too much fuel. So we need to do it gradually. So uh, basic Priority hierarchy without knowing, you know, what time you train, what kind of mileage are you doing into training fuel, you know, so I'm just having to, you know, back up and look at the basics, what would be my number one priority with someone just right out of the gate is going to be fueling at consistent times and balanced meals. So are you already eating outside of like a post-training recovery meal? Are you already eating at least four times a day and of course you know my, my high level athletes i have five six and even seven times a day depending on the sport and the circumstance that's unusual I had one athlete actually eating nine times a day that was what? an interesting Do they, have they had to wake
3: up in the middle crunch. of the night to eat
1: What? Is- uh, yes yes what? yes he did he, We were waking him up in the middle of the night to take an extra uh, protein shake and stuff to gain weight he had exactly 31 days to uh Make weight for uh, playing NFL, so that will be a story for another time. It's okay. a good story, though. Okay. Let's circle back to it. So, uh, in this case, what we want is the consistent meal. So, a mistake people make is it's not that that post-workout or pre-workout meal isn't important; it's that we're kind of you know stepping over the dollar to get to a penny. Make sure you're getting base quality breakfast, lunch, dinner, and at least one or two snacks in between. Get that down to routine. If you're not food prepping, food prep, whatever meals are convenient for you. Usually snacks. I like to food prep, sometimes lunch. Don't worry about food prepping breakfast because you're usually going to wake up at home. You know your kitchen pretty well. As long as you have the ingredients, you're good to go. Don't worry about food prepping dinner because dinner you're going to either eat at home or you're going to go to a nice restaurant or you're going to eat something where you're going to actually take the time to eat. What we miss out on is everything in between, call it 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Where does the average American eat? What do they do? On the and go or at work. Of people. Yeah. You know, I said, raise your hand and tell me what you're going to eat tomorrow for lunch. And nobody knows. I know. It's different every day. Tom <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. knows. <laughs> And so if you can limit the variables there, that's gonna be the most bang for your buck. Now, moving on from there, once you're consistent, now we wanna look at, okay, pre-workout, post-workout fuel, emphasize mostly carbohydrates before your activity and a little bit of carbohydrates and protein post-activity. Actually, it could be a lot of carbohydrates and a little protein post-activity. Once you have that in place, Now you want to go back and you want to see, can I add more grams of carbs, which are going to give me fuel to recover for my endurance sports, specifically with spread them out throughout the day. It's tough to just go, okay, we're going to add 50 grams to your dinner without having an impact. But if I say, no, we're going to add 50 grams, what we're going to do is we're just going to bump up 10 grams over five meals throughout the day your body will just gobble that up. That's where there's the benefit to the small meals throughout the day is when you're trying to actually condition your body to be more efficient and utilize more fuel. In fact, we just had a client who uh, completed an Ironman and he actually qualified for the world championship. And we did it. Part of the process was he just couldn't believe how much we got him up to eating. And he was eating, actually eating about 50% 50% more calories and carbs than he was used to. And he actually went in weighing a couple pounds lighter than he was used to. And the combination of those two things, he just did phenomenal. Wow. And so we see that all the time. The, the art and the science is in gradually getting there in a systematic fashion. And because most people, they try, oh, I heard I need to eat more. And they try and go from first base to third base without stopping at second base. That's where you get into trouble gradually over time get there your metabolism and your body will acclimate and adapt to it and then finally my last recommendation is don't forget self-care stretching mobility work recovery work things that you can do to keep your joints your ligaments your tissues and your muscles healthy so you can go back and do it again the next day Fabulous
3: awesome. advice. So what I'm hearing advice. is that the best course of action for me is if I just start like with just like three or four Cheetos at breakfast, <laughs> and over time
2: <laughs> I just you can eat all of them. I can
3: add. You, you more. can have the whole
2: bag of Cheetos. Yeah, by the end of the day, at every meal. <laughs> Is that
1: Somehow is how that... we always go there yeah. <laughs> it always comes back to the cheetos yes, <laughs> he is the incredible shrinking man right now because
3: so, cool. i'm not even eating any cheetos <laughs> <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us until next time where can people find you
1: metproco slash
3: awesome thank, thank you. you thank you guys
2: instructors in the news
3: so it's been a week, but we're still talking about Allie Love's uh, <laughs> wedding. We, and we are. BuzzFeed had something of a, of a think piece about how her wedding went down.
2: Uh, they did. And specifically, they talked a lot about how it was such a master stroke on social media. Yeah. Uh, it, a lot went into it that I'm not sure people are necessarily aware of. Like she started off before she went to her wedding and uh, she had a class that was all about Wedding songs like it was kind of like her wedding ride. Right. And she asked members to send in class send in songs to play during that class. Uh, So that gave members an opportunity to feel like she was celebrating with them. Mm -hmm. Then the event was a whopping five days. It was not a wedding. It was (laughs) a wedding week. And each day had its own theme. Uh, and, you know, a lot of brides will be like, do not post anything on social media. Right. So, like, we're used to that. We know sure, that.
3: Yeah, totally. Which I get.
2: Absolutely. But she took it an extra step and she said, when you do post, post each day on the designated day, I tell you. So it rolled out on social media, for the most part, uh, the same way she wanted it. So, like, the first clips that you saw from all the different instructors was, like, the very first day they were there. And right. then you saw the second day, etc. Um, and then... Uh,
3: Everybody's got that aunt who won't follow the rules.
2: Oh, yeah. There were a few people <laughs> like that. And uh, and then the other thing that she did that this author was just kind of, like, totally just wowed by is that she went private a week before her wedding So her Instagram account had been public And then she went private And supposedly that was to You know, have a private event But but the person who wrote the article Also kind of felt like it was to Maximize the the hype around her wedding And I want to be very clear That the person who wrote this Was not like Like nagging Or being mean To Allie Like they thought Everything she did Was brilliant Yeah And they were kind of Like celebrating Her prowess And I believe One of the quotes They said was Well if you don't like it Welcome to content creation That's That's how it is
3: I mean the content That people like To engage with On the gram Like (laughs) That's thought goes into it like it takes a lot of work to look that casual it it does not that weddings are casual but a lot of the other stuff you know that you see is designed to look like oh i'm just happen to be lounging here no no No, no, they were not. Yeah, yeah.
2: We've been to enough resorts to see the people that. Oh my gosh, (laughs) it's so funny. It's so funny. Like, oh, you're an influencer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get that light just right. Yeah. Um, but I also will say there were a lot of people that uh, felt that she kind of went over the line. Uh, there were there were a surprising amount of comments of people that got upset about it. Yeah,
3: there was a a lot of snark out there. There was. There was.
2: But congrats again to Ali and uh, I thought it was interesting that that to see the perspective from another person who does social media like what their thoughts on it were
3: totally peloton announced that there's going to be a uh, a bex Gentry docu-series for people to check out
2: i am so excited about this okay it was just announced right before we started recording so uh it hasn't i haven't got a chance to watch it because it doesn't post until tonight and by the time everyone hears this episode it will already have been out but yes but it isn't now and i am dying to watch this because it documents her entire journey as she did her training up until the actual moment that she competed For The Olympics and uh, you know she's very vulnerable in her post where she posted about this about how she was super nervous when she was approached about this because she was like I don't know this is a very personal thing totally and and like what's gonna happen if I don't make it and then to put it out there in public for everyone to see but she she overcame those fears and I'm so glad that she did because I for one can't wait to watch and I think that she is Amazing on every level, and i I hope that she knows that we all feel that way about her because i've never heard anybody say anything other than that
3: so up next we've got a Jess Sims twofer yeah a twin spin we used to call it in radio <laughs> uh, she had a couple different articles about it. the first is from ok magazine talking about how uh she doesn't always feel Confident, but Peloton really encouraged her to take a deeper look at who she is.
2: Yeah. And she had some great quotes in there about how it took her a while to get to the point, but she feels like now she's in a good place with that. And that she feels like she hopes that everyone that takes her classes feels the same way. Like she, that's what she's trying to convey. Yeah. Um, And when I posted this article, like everyone was like, Yay, Jess. She's amazing. And she is. Uh, Jess is (laughs) one of my favorite instructors. I love her.
3: But then uh, the cheat sheet.
2: Yeah. They, They talk about her being a dog parent. And I think both of these articles kind of came from the same place in that she did some interviews because she is teaming up with an organization. She's going to like be the face of this organization that's all about dogs mm-hmm. uh, i think it's a dog adoption agency of some kind i don't remember because it's been hours since i read this but it's got a bunch of letters in it it's um a, there a, it is a
3: canna, a c a n a
2: yes okay and it's okay so it's pet food um but she also talks about you know adopting her dogs and um she talks about this they have a rescue center as well Akana. Uh, uh, However, you say that. Yeah. Um, And uh, so she's partnering with them. And so she's going to be their spokesperson. And so she talked about what it was like to be a dog parent. So there was lots to be covered about Just Sons this week. And she's a great dog mom.
3: Clip out. So uh, we found a cool website that we think you guys will dig. It's called nuts.com.
2: And it's amazing. It is not. Just for nuts. It is everything that you might want in your pantry shop. So there are things like I didn't even know they had like dried strawberries and dried oranges and things that like I never would have guessed by a company called nuts.com. And they also have the traditional nuts. They have chocolate covered nuts. They have uh, candy covered nuts. Like I found one that was like white chocolate.
3: Chocolate covered pretzels.
2: Oh, my gosh. And they even have Chocolate covered coffee beans. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs>
3: it's the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts, dried fruit, flowers, grains, so many other high quality foods delivered straight to your door.
2: Over 4,000 products to choose from healthy kid options like the draw- dried strawberries and the custom trail mix.
3: It's an easy to navigate website with great photos of all the stuff you're going to be buying.
2: Uh, nuts.com is your one stop online pantry shop, gluten free and vegan options. Delivery is fast, and most orders ship the same day.
3: New Nuts.com customers get free shipping on their first order when you text TCO to 64,000.
2: So text TCO to 64,000 to get free shipping on your first order from Nuts.com.
3: That's TCO to 64,000. Terms apply. Available at nuts.com slash terms. Clip out. So I thought this was uh, fun that the as we're gearing up for the Miss America pageant, obviously all the different states, and I know what we're about to say isn't a state, but what do we... Well, I don't what do we call DC? It's a I, it's
2: a District of it's a Columbia. Dis, it's the District of Columbia, <laughs> but
3: uh, they're all crowning their own individual people so they can go to wherever and fight to the death to be Miss America. Yeah, and Miss DC, Andy Tomasa. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Was the was the winner and and she loves her peloton
2: she does and uh the miss america competition is coming up in december but this saturday so if you're listening to this on friday she is going to be riding her 200th ride with alex toussaint and celebrating her win so congrats that is so exciting absolutely wow
1: checking out the competition
2: so
3: i gotta tell you Equinox has really figured it out here. Like, I feel dumb. <laughs> I feel so dumb for never having thought of this. So Equinox has decided that they're not going to pay rent.
2: Yeah, they're just not going to pay. I mean, this is kind of crazy. So, you know, back when COVID started, uh, there were a lot of of companies that were unable to pay because everything shut down yeah. so suddenly. But like everyone else has like paid their back <laughs> rent. <laughs> Except Equinox. And they're just like, nope. And so all these companies across the country are suing them for millions. Yeah. I mean, this is like like one is 3.3. Another is 1.3. I mean, it's just all over the place. So I don't think this is going to end well for them.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but this seems like an ill-advised long-term strategy. <laughs>
2: It does, especially when they're trying to launch new products and things like I I don't even understand what they're thinking.
3: I mean, if I if if I was thinking about buying an Equinox product and I saw this story, I'd be like, well, are they circling the drain? Like, how long can they really be here to service this product? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that would definitely give one pause, Mm
2: -hmm. especially with everything shutting back down again. I mean, I don't think things will shut back down to the way that they did last year, but people are getting nervous again.
3: Yeah
5: in case you missed it.
3: So nine to five Mac had an interesting story about a man crediting his Apple Watch fall detection feature with saving his life.
2: Yeah, and I've heard lots of great things about this uh, fall detection feature before. I do think it's an amazing feature, but the reason I'm bringing it up is not because of Apple Watch. The reason I'm bringing it up is because it's one of the Peloton members. Like it's a service. It's a member services guy oh, okay. who who he. This whole article is written about, and like he was already in the hospital and um. He he went to the bathroom. Like, it was like he had been there at the hospital for some unrelated issue. Went into the hospital and then, or went into the bathroom and then. Passed out. Whoa. And when he passed out, he hit his head really hard on the concrete and his um, watch went off and called everybody, all of his emergency contacts, which is how they found him and saved his freaking life. If it had not happened that way, he probably would not be with us today. Wow. I mean, incredible story. Absolutely. Just had to say that. And I'm so glad that he worked for Peloton.
3: And then also you have an update on a listener. We talked about...
2: Yeah, Cynthia, yeah, Cynthia O'Ease, Um, she lost her basement, like, all of her Peloton everything, but not just Peloton. She lost her bike, she lost her tread, she lost a whole bunch of stuff, and it was, like, mean. It's awful that her basement flooded, and it's awful that, like... She lost so much stuff, but the water was just coming in right on her bike like it was like a (laughs) cosmic
3: picture like it was just like somebody uh, Built a waterfall and aimed it at her bike.
2: It was it was mean yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, we have so many great members in the community and uh, one of those amazing members is dave cohen Who's also been on the show? We've interviewed him Uh, and uh, he put together a GoFundMe for Cynthia and her leaderboard name is Spend for Donuts. I guarantee you you've you seen her because she's an yeah. OG and they were able to we were able to collectively raise five thousand dollars for her. So it's going to pay off her existing bike con- bike plus that she was already paying on. It is going to get her a new bike and She's so happy. Her bike, she ordered it on Saturday. It's already freaking there.
3: Holy cow. I guess It deli- got there in three days. Delivery times are doing okay.
2: They are. Yeah. So, um, you know, thank you to Dave Cohen for being an amazing, amazing person. And, and congrats to Cynthia. And I, I hope we get to do our comeback ride very soon. And I'm sorry for everything you're going through. And I hope the rest of your recovery goes just as smoothly as that did.
5: Peloton Artist
2: Collaborations.
3: So we have a new artist collaboration, uh, this time with an up-and-comer by the name of Aretha Franklin.
2: <laughs> you know, she's been around for a while, but I am really excited about this one. And uh, Maddie is doing the run. Uh, it's it's going to be Thursday night. At, I believe it's 6.30 our time, and I'm really hoping that I can make it. There's also, there was a ride this week, mm-hmm. and then there has been other classes. So hopefully everybody gets a chance to take these. Uh, I I I know that not everybody's excited about the same class as I am, but yeah. man, she is a freaking legend and I cannot wait for this one.
3: Yeah. And uh, I'm sure this is all tying into the new movie that's coming out about I her. I think it is. Called Respect. Yep. Which comes out on Friday. Oh, does it? Yeah.
2: Do you get to watch it this week? Is that your uh, movie you guys was are reviewing? I
3: supposed to go on Monday and I forgot. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie.
5: Peloton Birthdays.
3: Couple more birthdays because august is super Busy on august 13th You can say happy birthday to rebecca kennedy
2: Happy birthday it's
3: not august 13th you can say oh okay and Then uh that's
2: friday so When this episode airs okay okay
3: I'll allow it and then on august 17th You can uh say happy birthday Uh she's no longer with peloton but one Of their uh earliest instructors nicole Maline, who has also been on the show
2: happy Birthday Checking in with the peloton community
3: so joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube is Calvin Harris. Hey Calvin, how's it going?
0: Hey, I'm great. How are you guys doing?
2: We're good. I'm super excited that you're over there drinking espresso. I'm like
0: I am, and I can assure you I will be taking a few sips. Okay. Well, the- yeah.
2: Yeah, you do that. But it's the only
0: coffee. Only call <laughs> <if> it <did. laughs>
2: Well, it's a Saturday morning. You got to kind of ease into the day. Believe it or not, Tom and I already got our workouts in. Like, we, okay, we were right. on it. Like, it was crazy. We jumped out of bed and started working out. I mean, he hated it and complained the entire time. Yes, but I he did. But he did it.
0: It was awful. <laughs> well, well, at the time we are recording, usually this would be right after a Jess sim Saturday 60. Yeah. But I have a half marathon tomorrow.
2: Ooh. Uh, so so yeah. you were tapering, resting, ready to yeah, go. Yeah, we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> now what's the story behind the half marathon? Is this your first?
0: This is my third. Okay. My second one was just this past May. My oh. first one was a year ago. So I did the Brooklyn Half Marathon. I'm here in Brooklyn, New York. So I did my first one during COVID, uh twenty twenty. And my second one was just this past May. So I don't know how to break it that's to you, all, but that's all Jess Sims' fault, really. That this half marathon foolishness is on Jess. <laughs> and I was over. gonna say
3: I don't know how to break it to you, but it's still during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: right. <laughs> You're right.
2: I know. At this rate, it's like, will it ever be yeah. over? Yeah. But you know, 2020 was just like that was a crazy year. I think the whole world has PTSD from yeah. 2020. So,
3: and the
0: P stands for permanent.
2: Yeah. So did you do it as a virtual? Was that your first one? Was it virtual or did you do it? The
0: first one was virtual. The second one was virtual. Also, this will be my first half marathon where there are actually people there. OK. I got my running mask and all that stuff because I fall into the into the high risk group. So I'm still supposed to mask up irrespective of anything else. So it'll be interesting because unlike the past two, the prior two times where I was really trained up, this time I'm not really trained. I haven't really stopped running since my half marathon in May, but I didn't like do a a real formal training program. So it'll be interesting. I have no idea what's going to happen. So
2: Well, you'll do great because your body is used to the running. You know, if you're not going into it with an expectation of a certain pace or doing something in a certain you'll be fine. But I know the nerves well, because yeah. I did a marathon on my tread for my 42nd birthday last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't train at all. Like I just got out and started walking and I literally walked most of it. I like speed walked it because I didn't train at all for it. And you know, if I can do that, I assure you, you're going to do great out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wish me luck. I do. I Absolutely. do.
2: I do have to ask before we get into the rest of the Peloton questions. How is this just Sims's fault, though? What did she do?
0: Oh gosh, where to start? So there's a longer story, but I'll give the pre abbreviated version because, you know, Jess was the first instructor I met in the former Tread Studio. You know, they're now all in one place. Mm -hmm. And after my very first class with Jess, which was a Saturday 60, which is honestly, that is the stupidest first class. Yeah,
2: that's a tough one. You did a Saturday 60 for your first class.
0: Well, for my first class with Jess. So that was stupid. But then after class, she asked what my name was and, you know, talked about my name. And then she asked how the class was. I was like, oh, it's okay. And I, you know, <laughs> like, okay. And she's like, what was wrong with it? I said, well, I couldn't do the moves. And it's this Turkish getup. And, you know, in the Jess Sims group, the You Get To group, Turkish getups are infamously complained about, mm-hmm. frankly, cursed about. And I kid you not, in the lobby, she proceeded to spend the next five minutes trying to walk me through the Turkish getup. Now, it didn't work. But I was still just amazed that she, you know, took the time to try to do that. You know, after class, she can be on her way. Then she, you know, as over over time, she asked me what I was trying to do. She said, oh, you're a runner. I said, no, I'm not a runner. I'm at best a walker. I said, no, no, leave me you're a runner. You can do it. And then after a while, I said, like, okay, I'll find I'll try it. And then little by little by little, I would run. And then I started doing uh, longer runs and my first half marathon. And then, now I'm just kind of into it. So like right up there on the wall, there's just I've got the, uh, the stereotypical medal holder. Yeah. So now if a race has any sort of medal involved, like tomorrow, I'm in. You're in. <laughs> all the medals I can get.
2: I love it. I love yep. it. That's great. I've never gotten myself a medal holder, but I'd like display them all over the house. They're like, not that I have that many. That makes it sound like I have a lot and I don't. But they have this one in St. Louis that I think is kind of addictive. It's called the something frostbite or something like that but you do it during the winter time okay there's there's a series of four of them and you do like one each month so one six miles one's like three miles one's four miles and one's five miles and then like all of the metals come together to make one giant metal if you do all four
0: like voltron it is oh my gosh jinx (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking Voltron, but, but which Voltron? Are we talking about the five Voltron or the Voltron with a whole bunch of them? There was more than one
3: Voltron. That's true. You know, Voltron is actually from St. Louis.
2: What? How is Voltron from St. Louis? Because it He's was He's from space.
3: <laughs> it was created by Coppler Media, oh, which locally owned KPLR, one of our independent channels, Channel Eleven, and they basically they couldn't get the rights to Transformers, so they went and created their own cartoon, and that cartoon was Voltron. What?
2: See, this is what I mean. We just went down one of those little wormholes. Just, <laughs> yeah, You just never know what you're going to find out. <laughs> okay, never. well, uh, I think we'll flush out this story some more. So I want to hear how you originally found Peloton. How did you come into the world of Peloton?
0: Sure. So I'll say my Peloton journey, so to speak, has uh, you know, three parts and ongoing. So I'm here in New York, in Brooklyn, but I'm really from Maryland. I grew up just outside of Washington, D.C. I've worked in Baltimore, Washington. So Maryland is home. So in 2018, i would gotten a little heavier than my norm. I mean, I'm already a big guy. I'm like 6'4 and 230. So I'm just kind of, you know, I'm already big as it is, a lot heavier. And it's like, all right, I need to do something about this. And there was a local gym in Columbia, Maryland, where I live. That's like midway between D.C. and Baltimore. And they were having one of those things you see on Instagram or on social media saying, you know what, join our program and you'll lose 20 pounds or this percent and you get your money back if you do it. I was like, oh, well, I'm in, Mm -hmm. you know, let's try it as a jumpstart. But me being me, I'm like, you know, I need to make it as guaranteed as possible. So for most of my adult life, I've been relatively active, but never in great shape, never in terrible shape, always kind of in that middle sort of place. But whenever I wanted to, like, really lose a lot of weight, when I got into heavy, I would usually start cycling or anything else. It was always my go-to outdoor cycling. I was like, you know what? What I need to do is I'll do this boot camp thing over the next six weeks and have a bike, and then I'll definitely lose the weight. So I had seen Peloton. I had known about it, and I bought my Peloton in the fall of 2018. And I lost all the weight. So, shout out to Progressive Fitness, Progressive Athletics in, in Columbia, but it was also the Peloton that kind of got me down on the weight.
3: Wait, I got to ask, how expensive was this boot camp that you thought, I'm going to buy a $2,000 bike to get my money back? <laughs>
0: you know, there's an oddity in this because you know, I'm a CPA by profession, chief financial officer of my organization, but it made sense to me at the time that I'm going to spend 2000 to save five hundred. Oh, okay. Because that's how much camp was. Do you work that for the, the government? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the math worked out. Because then I was like, okay, but then we break it down over time. How long I'll probably have the bike? The cost of the bike versus going to a spin class, and it all just kind of evened out over time. Okay, based on the expected life cycle of my bike. So at least that's how I talked myself into it. No, I mean honestly, because-
3: the math on a pellet on a bike, I think, totally works out. Like we ran the numbers, and Crystal yes. like. Was it break even in like the first six months? So like it really does. But I'm just like, (laughs) you're going to buy an an extra piece of exercise equipment so you can get your money back from this boot camp. Okie dokie.
2: I mean, I save money every time I like buy less clothes than I expected to. So that's my way of thinking, you know, and Tom gets he doesn't understand that kind of math. But I feel like, Calvin, we're kind of on the same page with that math.
0: We we are. I think we're right in the same place.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: The good news, though, is I did get my money back, Tom. Well, that's I good. I won the the camp challenge and I kept going to a combination of going to progressive and Peloton. So I did my first beginners classes with Allie, which were Allie does really great beginners. I mean, she does great classes in general, but her beginner class was just like perfect for a newbie. But honestly, I knew I was at the right place when I took my first ride with Robin. So I took a ride with Robin. I was doing a 20 minute ride. You know, when you're a newbie going from like five to 10 to 20 is like a big step. Yeah. And there was a certain point on the ride and Robin said, I'll try to say it without the cursing. Although oh, It's I
2: think, okay, you can curse. Yeah. If you want
0: to. I say, if you're not riding, that's some <laughs> And I was like, this is where I belong. I was like, this is me. So I was locked in at that point and I rode and rode and rode. And then the year turned to 2019 and the job was changing a bit. My boss was changing, not a good situation. And right at that time, the job that I have now had posted it was a national search. I'm at National Urban League, historic nonprofit, wow, and nice. looking for this job. Be their chief financial officer, big job. My predecessor was in the role for literally 20 years, so it was like you might have only one or two chances to get this job. Right. So I'm like what? Well, I'm going to put my name in the hat, see what happens. Longest interview process of my life, three months. Whoa. The good news is that I had to come up here like three times. And because of the interview process, I got a chance to go into the studio a few times. So I, Even though the office was in the financial district, I thought it was more important for me to be at a hotel in Chelsea mm-hmm. because <laughs> in Chelsea, I could just walk to the Peloton studio. I like the way you think,
2: Calvin. Hotel. I like so, that.
0: They accepted my logic. I didn't send I didn't mention the Peloton part. I'm hired now, so what are they gonna do? Yeah. So they didn't know that's why I wanted to be in Chelsea. Why the hell do you want to be in Chelsea? I said, like, uh oh, you know, I like the neighborhood. That was my answer. So <laughs> I did my interviews there. Yeah, then, for sure
3: during the interview process, don't tell them you bought a two thousand dollar bike to save five hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> <Like> <laughs> if you want to be the chief financial officer, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I left that part out of the discussion. Yes, so, please. But I had done my classes there and the interview was still going on. And then, because the interview was so long, I was getting a little, a little sad. But then my second part, and this is actually where I met you guys. I'm sure you don't remember, but Homecoming. I think I do. I do. I
2: do. I remember. I told Tom I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the gentleman we talked to at Homecoming. Right. You continue. Continue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, okay, so good. Uh, Homecoming 2019. They had the I call them like the Disneyland queues because you had these lines where people would wait in line to take pictures with Robin. And I first met Robin. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Yes. Oh, queen Robin. She just jumped us. Right. I said, I'm here to, you're the queen of Peloton, aren't you? So I took all these pictures with everybody and I must've been just cheesing up because even like this random picture I took with Emma, they ended up posting on their there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy. Cause he's, he's too happy to be here. And while I was there, I met you guys and you talked about the podcast. And I, at that point, if I wasn't already in the community, I was just like, I dove head first. And that, so honestly, after homecoming, I was like, I was honestly kind of nervous about the job because like, shoot, after all this stuff, if we go through this whole process and I don't get the job, it'll be really disappointing. Yeah. I got here yeah. two years now.
3: I mean, that's an amazing
0: gig. That, that is that's an a amazing a big damn deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I'm very honored to be there. It's an amazing organization. I mean, it's existed for 110 years. There haven't been that many chief financial officers in the role. So it's like... Uh, pretty humbling to have been chosen to do it to be honest so um
2: i want to tell the uh, audience what you said to me at uh, homecoming because <laughs> i remember you were standing there and you were like looking at us like what you the were, hell like, is this
3: you're very skeptical <laughs> you were so you were like skeptical. what are these two weirdos <laughs> doing over here that's true i was yeah <laughs> points for admitting yeah you were just like the, what is this? What
2: is going on? And yeah. I remember telling you that it was a podcast and you were like, a podcast about Peloton. And you, <laughs> your eyebrows were like at the top of your head. Yeah. You were like, I don't get this. I don't understand this. <laughs> I was like, you just got to try it out. You just got to try it out and you got to go onto Facebook and you got to meet the people. And you got to trust me that like they will pull you in. And I remember it was like later that day or the next day, I saw you started following my Instagram and I was like, oh, he's going to listen. I was so excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. And, you know, I'll say I certainly dipped my toes into the Peloton waters over that time. But at Homecoming, you know, you're just swimming at that point. You're all in at that point. And, you know, everybody was so nice. You guys were great. Everyone I met was just fantastic, and everyone was just very excited. I mean, you know, people ask me, is it a cult? I know it it is a cult, but it's a friendly cult. It's the best
2: kind of cult. Like, where else can you have a cult that you're healthy, and you love everybody you talk to, and you still get to do whatever you want? Like, people aren't making you do things. So, I mean, I think if you're going to belong to a cult, this is the cult to belong to.
0: Although I do have to say, when you're in a studio strength or Saturday 60 with Jess Sims, She honestly is making you do things. (laughs) I don't think it's a little different there. Okay, that's true. So the last part of my Peloton story ends up being, you know, once I came up here, I moved up here and I was in uh, temporary housing for the first few months. So I left all my stuff in Maryland trying to figure it out. Found this great place here in Brooklyn. I love it here. Love the neighborhood. They have a Peloton in the apartment. Awesome. Great. And they have a Peloton here. It's got cages. No shade on those with cages. My sister has cages. But no (laughs) offense with cages, but they had cages. But I'm like, but the studio's here. I'm going to just treat the Peloton studio like it's my studio, and they just happen to be streaming. So my sister agreed to take my bike because I honestly didn't have anyone to take it. So she agreed to take it, and she's using it now. My niece loves Jess Sims more than anything. I sent her a picture with me and Jess, and she was like, you know, lost her mind over that. So I was like, I don't need a Peloton in my apartment because I go to the studio Or that's down there. Now, this is, of course, pre-COVID where none of those became options. And then at that point, it's just a wildly different experience because I would go to the studio multiple times a week. So my typical thing was Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the Peloton studio. Tuesday and Thursday, I would go to my local gym, a trainer here, right around the corner at uh, Form Fitness. And then Saturday, I would be in Saturday 60. Sunday on football season during the fall, I would do Jen Sherman's. 60-minute football rides, and when Sunday with Love happened, I would attend that. When Jess King had her thing on Thursday, I would do the Jess King experience. And the thing is, I was very consistent even with where I sat. I was always on bike four, bike four, bike four. So if you look at any classes that might have been in those time period or Jess King experience, I was sometime on bike one, you would consistently see my shiny head (laughs) and be usually with these looks of torture and pain happening. (laughs) But I was like really consistent, always there. So from that, it was like a really different experience because I won't go as far as I say I know the instructor It's probably a stretch. I mean, there's still. But certainly I was around them enough to say that to a person, every instructor I met was exactly the same when the camera was off. No, you know, no difference at all. So it's like it ended up enhancing the experience even more because they were all very consistently people who were just really good people. You know, Dennis, after a yoga class, tried to get me to get my form correct. You know, talk to Kendall about boxing or Selena boxing. There's like all these great people. I got amazing tips on running from Bex. So it's like my experience within the studio is just really, really enhanced the experience for me because I had all these opportunities to chat with them. And, you know, the thing that was made the most fun of, although they don't make fun about it now, is that I would always take a picture after every class, every single class, no matter how many times I had been with an <laughs> instructor, I always have a picture. So now, at this point, though, I have dozens of pictures with all these instructors that I've had these classes with because I would take one after every single class. Except in those rare cases where they would immediately go to the back or they'd, they'd cut another class right after I have all these great experiences which I got to tell you with the studio being closed and us still being in covid it ends up being like wow those were really great times but yeah that was my experience in the studio and had some amazing classes uh, I'll say the best classes that I've ever had were all in February of 2020 Tony and Alex's class oh. I was on bike 4 oh my amazing gosh. energy amazing energy And then even afterwards, there was a whole party. Everybody hung out in the lobby for a good two hours. I
2: am so envious. So envious. Ah, living here in Missouri. I never get to go. (laughs)
0: But if if there was one that even beat that, that would have been Jess, Sims and Chase. At the end of that month, they had a Saturday 60. And then, you know, Nicole, who's been on your podcast, helped organize an entire basement of a place and everybody went to brunch. There were about 50 of us there. (laughs) Jess and Chase came by. There may not have been drinks that were not your typical post-workout drink. <laughs> um, I don't really remember too much of what <laughs> pictures to prove I was there. But it's like all these amazing experiences that you have. And at least for me, my experience in New York City is directly connected to uh, Peloton in the studio. You know, on my birthday in June, went out to dinner we folks from from the studio. There's a bunch of us that went to a New York Liberties game from the studio. You know, we're going to another game this month. We've got about 18 of us, all different <sighs> folks, all different backgrounds. Walk line, but we've all found that connectivity and a huge part of my support system in the city is from that. When I did my May half marathon, Brooklyn half marathon, oddly enough, it was in the 90s and I was about to die. And you know, I literally felt like I was going to pass out. But one of my friends from the studio, Nodar, the other Beyonce, agreed to pay it. Yeah, that's the leaderboard name, great leaderboard name. Pays me for the last seven miles. And I literally would not have made it without them being there. So it's like, there are all these great things that have happened in the city that are connected to that. And if you look at my Instagram, I've honestly only been on Facebook for a little more than a year. COVID started me. But you'll see all these things related to Peloton that I've made all these great relationships. All these great things that have happened solely because of trying to win, Tom, <laughs> trying to get my $500 back from that. <laughs> see, it all pays
3: Well, you know, I was thinking that you might be the only person, certainly the only person I've ever heard of, that loved Peloton so much you got rid of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I might. But hey. If I'm going to be unique, that's not a bad one to be unique. Yeah, no, I was just
3: fascinated that by that turn of events that you're like, I love it so much, I don't need it anymore.
0: <laughs> right. Because I got in right. the studio. Now, so now much. funny enough, now, once COVID happened, I ended up getting a Peloton. So I have one right here now because, you know, who knows when we'll so be able to get back in.
3: When you bought that the second Peloton, yeah. did you have to sign up for a boot camp class so you would save money?
0: <laughs> or did you, just, did you just take you just know, I thought hit? about it. But I figured at this point, I don't need it. Uh And I decided to go all in and just do that. Although to that point, right after I got the bike, I signed up for a Peloton training group that I had a lot of fun with, with a a really strong, great coach named Jake Goldstein. Jake's one of those guys who is um, there are people who like to brag about their numbers. And then there are people who like literally have these numbers that are out of the world, like Mike Yeager. I know you've had on it. He's one of those guys that, you know, some people like top one or 2%. Mike Yeager and, and Jake will be like one and two.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, not
0: necessarily in our order. So Jake was a phenomenal coach, had a great time. So I didn't need the boot camp in that case because I was training with Jake.
2: That's awesome. Awesome. Now, I know that you've mentioned before, and my understanding is that, you know, you've posted about this too. You actually have a health condition that affects your lungs, right? So, yeah, so when you talk about all of this training you've done, you kind of gloss over the fact that <laughs> like not only have you been training really hard, not only have you changed your health completely, but you also have done it while, while battling this condition. Can you tell us about that?
0: Sure, sure. No, I'm, I guess I'm so used to it, I forget to talk about it sometimes. So <laughs> I have a rare disease called uh, sarcoidosis, S-A-R-C-O-I-D-O-S-I-S, okay. strange spelling. But it's an inflammatory disease and it can affect any organ. Most commonly is the lungs where I have it, but I also have it on the skin, lymph nodes, bone, bone marrow, potentially neurological. We have to do some tests on that, but it ends up being very different in everyone. It can sometimes be fatal. Truth be told, if you have it in your heart, well, that's pretty bad. If you have it in your brain, that's pretty bad, but there's no known cure. There's no known cause. Oddly enough, for most folks within the first three years, when you have it, it goes into remission. So for some of the strongest doctors, they really won't even see you until you've passed year three, because the studies shown once you're past year three, then, okay, this is your deal. I was diagnosed in 2014. So the odds are extremely high that I'll have this for the rest of my life. Wow. So I'm fortunate though, because when I first diagnosed, I was in Maryland. Johns Hopkins happens to be there, one of the best hospitals yeah. in the world. And they happen to be one of the few places in the world that has a clinic devoted to my rare disease. So I was accepted into the clinic, and even though I'm in New York and they have excellent (laughs) excellent hospitals here in New York City, I still see my specialist at uh, at Johns Hopkins. But I take a lot of medicine. I take uh, about a dozen pills a day, and once a month, I get an infusion. I got mine just yesterday. A nurse comes to my home, shoots an IV into my arm, and two or three hours later, I'm good to go. I don't want to make it sound like it's easy because it is absolutely not easy. The reality is it can change at any point. I'll say at least it feeds well into my meticulous sort of nature because it's the sort of disease where you really have to be on top of things. You have to really pay attention to what's going on. You have to be particularly sensitive to changes in your body. And I can't really assume that anything is minor or not. There was a point two, three years ago, actually, where I had what ended up just being vertigo, which can be common for folks. But because of my disease, we had to go through a litany of tests. To make sure that it wasn't the sarcoid spread into my ear or spread here or spread into my brain or whatever turns out none of those were in case i just have garden variety vertigo but for me anytime something happens we have to really really check good news is that it's you can't catch it from me but it's it's a natural sort of thing so unfortunately what that also does mean is that i fall very squarely into the high risk group of people with COVID. and you know when the vaccine was available i got it immediately here and uh, there are a lot of studies and articles that have been out there, you know, people with my condition, because of some of the medicines I take, I'm immunocompromised. So it's entirely possible that the vaccine is not as effective for me as it might be for others. So it is a reality, truth be told, in a normal world, and who knows what <laughs> who knows yeah. what normal will look like ever again, as long as you've got ways of managing it, it's a non-issue. At a time like now, I have to be especially careful with what I do. I will say that everything I do is all doctor approved. Her favorite phrase, when I told her I was gonna do my first half marathon, she had this look on her face of skepticism. She said, okay, well just listen to your lungs. That's her phrase, listen to your lungs. If your lungs say it's okay, it's, it's okay to do that. So it no doubt it's made it more challenging to exercise, but by the same token, one of the first things my original doctor at the clinic said, he, before he retired, just before he retired, was that how critical it was That for some of the medicines I'm taking, there's a steroid I take that makes you gain weight and makes you hungry. That's a terrible side effect. It It makes you hungry and it makes you gain weight. He realized how important it was for me to be as active as possible because forgetting the whole aesthetics of just trying to look a particular way, that you want to keep your weight down because it just helps out for things. And truth be told, Peloton's been great with that. There was a point, just as a quick aside. I mentioned one of my favorite classes when it existed was with Jen Sherman doing those 60 minute football rides because I always loved the way she set it up. I was able to tell that my lung function was declining because of her classes, because I would take the same exact class at the same exact time on the same exact bike. And I remember after a few months, I was like, I don't feel as good and my numbers don't seem as strong. And I was able to look back on my Peloton history and say, okay, two months ago, I was at this output. And now I'm at this output and I looked at all the classes and like I have a decline going and it doesn't make sense that I'm taking the same as that class. And it turns out that one of my meds wasn't working as well. So, it, you know, uh-huh. oddly enough, in one particular case that I still remember, Peloton, because of, you know, I'm a numbers guy and I like to look at my own numbers just to kind of see how things are going. It actually helped me identify when my meds weren't working as well.
4: Wow.
2: That's
0: crazy. Yeah. That
2: is crazy. Have you ever told anybody at Peloton about that? Like, have you told Jen Sherman? Have you told, I don't know, you probably. I, I don't
0: think I ever told Jen that. A few folks at Peloton, I'd have heard that story before.
2: Wow, yeah. that's it, incredible.
0: Yeah. I even had posted it back then because I had taken the two classes and I was like, here's here and here's now. And, you know, same exact bike. So I would like, say, well, maybe it's a different bike. No, I'm always on bike four. In her class, it was like exactly the same, but my numbers were going down. But well, that wouldn't make sense unless there's something off. And it turns out once I did a lung test, I do a lot of scans, a lot of tests, including a lung test called a pulmonary function test. A terrible test in a very small room with a very big tube in your mouth. Yeah. It was like, yeah, your lung function has to cleanse. Like, I knew it. Like, uh-huh. How would you know it? I looked under my bike number. My bike number said I wasn't doing well. And that was the reason why. Wow. So yeah, Pelopon actually helped me identify where my lungs weren't working as well.
2: That's really incredible.
0: Yeah,
3: that's an amazing story. It
2: really is. So do you feel like you use the bike and the exercise to actually manage your condition? Like all the running you do, do you kind of like keep on track by doing that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's It's a critical part. I mean, truth be told, I need to do a little bit more strength. But for pushing my lungs, the aerobic is one of my best things to do. Just seeing how I'm feeling on the bike or how I'm feeling when I'm running. I really love running outside, So I'm probably, I said this about the bike tools. I was out. I'll probably never get the tread, but take that. (laughs) But yeah, it really helps me. And and truth be told, as my doctor has told me, my, I don't want to make it sound like this is easy with um, sarcoidosis, but honestly, there's nothing special about me either. I just am curious to see what's possible, but I've certainly been made aware. My outcomes are not typical and not normal. I think I'm just lucky because I have great doctors and I've gotten great guidance. And frankly, I've gotten great coaching from my trainer here, but also some of the folks at Peloton. And I'm curious to kind of see what's possible, particularly as I'm squarely in middle age and have this condition. So a lot of times it's like, well, let's just see what'll happen. Just like the half marathon I'm trying tomorrow, I'm very curious to see what'll happen. So I'll say keeping a healthy dose of curiosity is helpful because otherwise it can get really, uh, for lack of a better word, it can get really depressing when you've got this condition that your body just doesn't do what it wants to do. It's basically attacking itself all the time. And the medicine is really to help stop my body from attacking itself. Wow.
2: Yeah. 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 I feel like you have a really positive outlook. And yeah. I've told people that we've talked to before that have like diseases um, that are chronic. And yeah. I feel like There's kind of a common theme that, you know, you have this positive outlook about it. And I feel like not everybody does. You know, you probably take it a little bit for granted that you are a positive person, but I feel like if I were in your situation, I would kind of just be mad and bitter all the time. And I don't think that I would handle it as well. So I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit for your positivity. So
0: Oh well well, thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. I really do, Crystal. I don't want to pretend that it's easy. There are definitely tough times, and I'm glad folks are more comfortable talking about it. I've absolutely battled depression on it, and and this disease has certainly paid a, a big part in it. So I don't want to pretend that it's easy or that I'm glossing over it. It's tough a lot of the time. But I did find, and I still find, that the better I can manage my attitude about it and my outlook on it, the better my outcomes are. So I want to sound like, oh, oh, happy-go-lucky, because I mean, I'm not all the time, (laughs) all the time, Sure, but I find there's a direct correlation between me trying to find a positive part in it where possible and my outcomes. So it's definitely not easy. And I really appreciate what you're saying there.
2: Well, it sounds like you're mindful of it, and do you make yourself talk to yourself positively about it? All I'm fascinated by, yeah, by... All,
0: all the time, all <laughs> the time. I have a bunch of mantras, and you know, Peloton's great with mantras. You know, you, yes, you do hard things, and you get to, and all you know, push, push, push. So I have all those mantras, and in truth, we're told they come up all the time <laughs> when I'm running it or riding and try to push myself through things. Oh, you can do hard things. Then, no, you can't. Oh, yes, you can do hard things. <laughs> <laughs> no keep going keep going you'll be fine so yeah I have to talk to myself a lot I would say if you see me on the street running you'll probably wonder what is wrong with him because he's talking to himself the whole time so so I don't use my inner voice it's always out
2: that's good they say it's more powerful that way
3: you should just run wearing like a bluetooth headphone (laughs) and they'll just assume you're on the phone
0: (laughs) I'm gonna take that one.
3: Yeah. It's made it so much harder to, to spot people that are having psychotic breaks because, yeah, like, you it can't used to tell. be like, "Oh, that guy's talking to himself. He needs some help. Let's go over there." Now it's like everybody's on the phone. Who knows?
0: But I, I tell you what, in New York City, you have no shortage of both. So, yeah. I'm like, oh look, there's nothing in their head. There's nothing in their ear. Okay, carry on. Okay, okay.
3: <laughs> I'll move to the other side of the subway. I'll be over here. So, what is your leaderboard
0: name? My leaderboard name is Calvin F. And Harris.
3: <laughs> I feel like I yep. know how you came up with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, the leaderboard name is a dose of Robin and a big dose of Jess Sims. So I originally had my leaderboard name as Calvin HJR Because that's my handle on all social media. Calvin Harris Jr. But then there was a class with Robin. You know, Robin keeps coming up. Robin says things and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh yeah, I can do that. Why not? And Robin said... Choose a leaderboard name that makes you proud. And my best friend, Barry, was like, we always had this running joke for all the things that we would do in our younger days. You know, things we would not do now, of course. Far too responsible. And he was like, what do you mean? You're Calvin (laughs) Harris. (laughs) That was his run. And I was like, oh, that'll be the funniest leaderboard name. And I was convinced that Peloton would not allow that leaderboard name because it's obvious what FN stands for. Yeah. No problem. I was like, okay, we're gonna go with this. So fast <laughs> forward to my very first Saturday 60 class with Jess Sims. And she was asking me afterwards we did the, the obligatory picture. Yeah, you know, I've got dozens of pictures. And she asked me my name and said, it's Calvin. So what's your leaderboard name? Calvin F and Harris. I said, like, and then she paused. I said, What? I said, Calvin F and Harris. Said, you mean like Calvin <laughs> Harris? I said, Well, yeah, except I don't have that expletive in my name. So, okay, fine. The very next week I did my second Saturday 60. We're doing these exercises. Jess Sims looks over and she says, Calvin (laughs) Harris, how are you doing? And my eyes lit up like, you can't say that. And she's like, and she went through this whole story on how we had had met each other a week after. I was first blown away that she first, you know, she technically didn't say my leaderboard name, but she kind of did. But she somehow remembered this whole time of us meeting each other. So after that, the leaderboard name really stuck because. Some people really never say my, act. they never just call me Calvin. It'll be either Calvin Harris or Calvin effing Harris. So it's it stuck. So even if I wanted to change it, which I don't, like it's my name, it's never going to go away.
2: That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I think you just have to accept that you are a memorable person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, better or worse, I probably better both. I say better. <laughs> so do
3: you have any advice for people that are just entering the world of Peloton?
0: Yeah, you know. A phrase I like to use, and um, it is: ride your own ride, run your own race. Just do whatever works for you. One of the best things about Peloton, beyond the community itself, is that it really can meet you wherever you are. I mean, we just talk about the leaderboard alone. Depending on you take ten people who are Peloton riders or runners, and they ask them about the leaderboard, you might get ten different answers. Some use it for competitiveness, no problem. Some use it to just track where they are compared to others, no problem. Some, like what I do, I high five all the people I know at the beginning of the ride, then I hide it because I just want to say, hey, good seeing you. Or maybe you want to motivate people or, you know, you can use whatever you want. And there's really no wrong or right answer to that. It's the same thing. It really doesn't matter how fast or slow you are. It doesn't matter how strong or not. The thing is you're moving. So if anything, I would encourage someone to remember that it frankly doesn't matter what you are doing compared to others unless you decide that it matters. And I had the amazing experience, and hopefully I get to have it again, of being around the instructor so much, being in the studio experience, having so many friends that I have made in real life from the studio experience. But for the vast majority of Peloton community, we're doing it at home. We're doing it on our own, or maybe in some cases there are dual bikes, you know, like what John Mills has at home and what Mike Yeager has at home. But in most cases, people are just doing their runs or their rides alone. So it doesn't matter how you want to do it unless you decide. So just jump right in. Find what works for you. Find the instructor that works for you and then just go for it.
2: Wonderful advice. And that's
3: great advice. It is. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we go, just remind everybody where they can find you on social media. I'm pretty sure they remember your
0: leaderboard name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the other places.
0: <laughs> well, on all social media, it's Calvin H.J.R., short for Calvin Harris Jr. That's my Instagram. Face- I think Facebook is Calvin H-J-R one. You can see me at all those places. And I should say, just next week or later this month, I'm going to start writing as a columnist for a website called Sarcoidosis News. Oh, uh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, so, yeah
2: congrats. Yeah,
0: yeah, so sarcoidosisnews.com. I'll be joining as a columnist. And interesting enough, my column is going to be called Run Your Own Race. Oh, so, I just- love it. Nice. My journey with the disease.
2: Well, speaking of... Good luck on your race tomorrow. I, yes. ho- I hope that you are happy with how you do. I know you're going to do great, but I hope you're happy yeah. with the results. <laughs>
0: Thank you. It's so great talking with you guys. You and great too. seeing
2: you again. You too. Likewise. You too. I can't Likewise. believe you remember that. I remembered it because I remember your skepticism so well. That was so funny.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was glad not to be getting side eye during this interview. So that was nice.
2: <laughs> 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 well, if we, if we ever get to come back to New York, I hope to hang out with you. That would be an absolute blast. Maybe we could take a class together. I would love that.
5: Absolutely.
3: Okay. Absolutely. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week?
2: We are going to be talking to Ali from the hit podcast alley on the run oh awesome
3: well that'll be fun so until then where can people find you
2: people can find me on facebook at facebook.com slash crystal d o'keefe they can find me uh on the leaderboard for the bike and the tread at clip out crystal and instagram at clip out crystal
3: and you can find me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out and of course don't forget our youtube page youtube.com slash the clip out so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running